Welcome to this week's episode of the Sullivan and Sons Sports Podcast. I'm Seamus Sullivan. And I'm Mark Sullivan. We had some news that rocked the baseball world. We had the free agent, uh, how did you say his name again? Uh, John Carlos Stanton? No, no, no. Shohei Otani or something? Oh, Shohei Otani. <laughs> okay, so I got it right. So he signed with the Angels, which I, I don't know too much about him. I mean, they've called him the Japanese Babe Ruth. He, he's a big guy. Hits hits the ball well, I guess, and pitches and throws like 100 miles an hour. So He was the uh, uh, 2016 MVP in the uh, Japanese League. Okay. And like you said, he's... He wants to be like Babe Ruth in that he wants to pitch and hit. And he's similar to Babe Ruth in that he's a right-handed pitcher and a left-handed hitter. So Babe Ruth didn't end up doing that. He ended up just switching to just center field. Do you do you know how long he pitched for? It wasn't long, was it? I don't know how long he pitched for, uh, but I know that when he was traded to the Yankees from the Red Sox, they wanted him to play every day, which is why they told him to stop or had him stop pitching. Okay. So it sounds like, from what I can gather, this guy is going to, he's going to DH on his off days and then pitch, uh, you know, be, I don't know if he's going to be in the starting five or like, he'll be like a, like you add him in every once in a while as like a six, they, six man or well, something. Well, there's so. a, a lot of speculation. I'm sure the angels are, have not made all the decisions and they'll probably see how it comes out in the wash, but they have, speculation is that he would be a that they would go with a six-man rotation or that he would also um from a hitting standpoint take the days before and after he pitched off in order to keep him fresh he, he, so he wouldn't like dh at all then he would just be well no he would uh no, no, i'm saying like he, he wouldn't dh on those days sorry correct okay. yes yeah he wouldn't or he wouldn't play at all on those days he wouldn't. yeah okay so i i'm really intrigued by him i can't wait to see uh, him play that'll be really cool. I want to see how that works out because that'll be a really unique situation. And then the other we had Jean Carlos Stanton. I, he got traded from Miami right to uh, the Yankees. Of course, the Yankees get him. Well, and again, I, I, Scott Boris, the agent, made I think the best quote with regards to the Marlins because we don't. I don't remember who. I, obviously, they didn't get anyone memorable in return. But he spot Scott Boris called that the. Uh, the Miami Marlins, the major league pawn shop. <laughs> <laughs> they, well, if they're going to get nothing in return, they need it. They should bring in, what's his name again? Rick? Rick Harrison from the, the, oh, the yeah, show? Yeah, He'll yeah, get yeah, them exactly. a good deal, yeah, right? Exactly. You know, John Carlos Dan, ah, we, I can't do less than, you know, <laughs> right. 300 mil in cash. And <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, well, uh, I have to bring a guy in and... <laughs> <laughs> who knows about Major League Baseball? <laughs> I, I got a guy my, who knows Major League Baseball. He's my buddy, uh, Scott Boris. He, he knows a lot about contracts and players. So He played shortstop for the Yankees, but he still doesn't seem to know John Carlos Stanton's value. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, but anyways, I, I'm really, I, I hate the Yankees. I'm glad to see uh, Stanton get out of Miami because they just, they're they're one of the, worst run franchises in all of the four sports they're right there with the browns and the sixers currently and even the knicks kind of they have a stupid owner and so it's good to see him get out of there maybe win win some there there was a you know i think it was a five uh 538 i can't remember someone on espn wrote an article about 
how he actually could be even more that like the run diff, the home run um, total that he put up last year, if he had played in Yankee stadium, that he would have, they, they do all these, you know, differentials based on, you know, home games played in the Yankee stadium and, and everything else that he could have hit over 70 home runs if he played in Yankee stadium. And then certainly there's a lot of, factors that come into play when you're making these types of estimates and they I, and they had a huge caveat to say that Stanton had a career year last year mm-hmm. and it would be unlikely for him to to perform at that level again in 2018 so or he had a career career season this year in 2017 it would be unusual for him to perform that well next year which is agreed but I guess Yankee Stadium would be better for him even though it's known as a Hitters park, especially for left-handed hitters, and he's a right-handed hitter. So, yeah, and I think I didn't, I haven't read a whole lot about this. Somebody's probably written about it. I think the guy that benefits the most from this trade is Aaron Judge because they'll probably I think Aaron Judge will benefit, and I think you know all the other they'll all benefit like Gary Sanchez and uh, who's the other guy? Who's the other power hitter they have? I uh, I forget. Yeah, there's another one, but it, I think it'll be Aaron Judge most likely because I think they'll slide him to the three spot. I'm just I'm just taking a wild guess. I think that the new manager will, will put him in the three spot and John Carlo and Stan, Giancarlo Stanton in the four, and that means they're going to have to pitch more to Aaron Judge because he he had trouble with striking out a lot last year, and so if he can. What he needs to do is get a better eye, not swing at junk, knowing that Stanton's coming up behind him. And that I think he'll just protect him better and he'll see a lot better pitches to hit because they can't walk Aaron Judge and then have Stanton come up behind him. Agreed. So it'll make for a very fascinating order to see how people have to handle it and what the Yankees do with it. So because Stanton's right handed as well, right? Correct. So and I think is Judge left handed or is he right handed? I thought he was right handed too. I thought he was as well. I didn't. Yeah. So we'll see. They're adding Stanton who hit. What did he hit, like 59 homers last year? Uh, That sounds right, yes. 59. They're adding him to a team that won 97 games and was a game away from the World Series. So they're adding a great player there. Well, and I think it would be the top two uh, home run hitters in in the league. You know, because mm-hmm. we as we were talking through it, as the season wore on, we were comparing Judge and Stanton against one another. So... You know, it would be – it just puts a phenomenal – I think I, I read something that it said the last time two 40 home run players were on the same team was Maris and Mantle. Oh, okay. That does that w- sound right? Yeah, that does. I mean, and look, a judge hit 52 home runs. Oh, my goodness. Last year. So, you know, and who he led the American League in home runs. Mm-hmm. And then you have Stanton who hit 59. You're right. 59 last year leading the National Both League. Leagues. So – yeah, <laughs> that's a phenomenal twosome put together there on the same lineup. Yeah, and then depending how that Otani guy does, you'll have Mike Trout and Shohei Otani. And they hitting. still have um, Ryan the, Zimmerman. No, no, the first base guy who, who DHs for him uh, came from the Cardinals. Oh, Pujols. Yes, thank you, <laughs> Albert Pujols. Yes. Yeah, Drawing he, a blank on his name. He's but getting a little older, but yeah, he, still, he still Still very power. much a threat, and if yeah. you get those guys in the lineup, again, the, the, 
you don't want to pitch around one of those guys to get to. Maybe you would want the only guy I would not pitch around to get to is is Mike Trout because he's just a he's just a beast, you know. Yeah. In all sorts of ways. So. Yeah. Well, we had we have the college football playoff coming up. That's college football. I I think I've said it before that. I'm more interested in college football than ever before, and it's because of this format change. I love the format change, how it's um, – they have basically – The a, top four teams, right? Well, and they have it – it's not on some weird algorithm. It's like – I can't. I don't know how big the committee is. It's like 10 guys or 20 guys in, in the college football world. They're athletic directors and stuff like that come together, and they pick the four teams they think are the best in the nation, and then there's you know a little – Single elimination playoff. Love it. So that's coming up. But we saw Baker Mayfield win the Heisman. And I kind of – I really liked him. I I, I kind of liked his antics. He had some <laughs> stuff throughout the season where he was like – he took the Oklahoma flag and put it in – I can't remember whose field it was, but – they weren't too happy. I think it was Florida State. Did he? And he got suspended for like one series. I don't yeah. remember what he did. <laughs> he uh, was it because he he like uh, I think it was when they beat um who was it? I think it was like Virginia Tech or somebody. I can't remember. They beat somebody, but like in the pregame, he hit one of their players in the helmet with a pass. Like they were warming up, and the other team ran. Did we talk about this? No, no. <laughs> the other team like ran onto the field, and he was warming up with a receiver down in their end zone, and they kind of cut the corner, and he just threw a pass, like doinked the guy right in the helmet. So he caught it on camera, you know, some some guy with a phone way up in the stands, but you can pretty clearly see it, and the the intent looks like it's there. That was hilarious. But it was, I think, or was it Kansas? Wasn't he taunting Kansas or something? I, again, I, I don't know it enough uh, to know that. I, again, I know he get. It says he was suspended for two plays um, because he. Oh yeah, it was uh, unsportsmanlike behavior against Kansas, like yeah. last weekend when he's taunting on a profanity-laced rant and grabbing his crotch on the sidelines. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, that might get you suspended. Yeah, so. I those things don't appeal to me at all in terms of if I, I was a team he's a, an incredible quarterback and winning the Heisman trophy certainly was a, uh, impressive especially since he's the first you know first player to win the Heisman trophy who started his career as a walk-on oh really is yeah. that true yeah he because he walked on to Texas Tech correct mm-hmm. so you know those types of you know overcoming incredible odds to do it are very you know those are just you know, the storybook types of things that you people love to do, root for the underdog. But then when he has those types of behavior where he's just immature and <laughs> inappropriate. Well, chalk it up to being, what, 21 and on a national stage, right? Well, and whatever his background is. I mean, there's lots of people <laughs> who've done it without having those types of antics. So that, that would be a caution for me in terms of, if you know... It, in terms of drafting him, you're saying? Right. You're I a- would be cautious about drafting him. It puts him closer to me as someone like uh, uh, Johnny, Johnny Manziel, Manziel exactly, yeah. who you know had an impressive um, college, career. college career and is not in the NFL and I don't think ever will be again. Well, a guy I really like who's not too far removed from college football, Carson Wentz, unfortunately tore his ACL, will be lost for the season. Super sad. I, I as... I'm a Bears fan, and I, they they killed the Bears, and obviously, so I don't want to root for the Eagles. But 
I I actually liked him as a quarterback. I thought he was a he's a really good player for two years in the league. Yeah, and also an incredibly strong faith uh, witness. Uh, we talked earlier in the season about the when the Eagles were playing an away game against the Panthers, and there was a, a baptismal of one of their wide receivers in the hotel swimming pool, and Carson Wentz was there, and even tweeted out after his injury, you know, included Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 as part of his tweet, you know, trust in the Lord with all your heart. So strong faith and, and obviously play has played incredibly well. And it, it is, you know, the NFL has had just a slew of injuries this year uh, for high-profile uh, yeah. players. Let's see. Well, Deshaun Watson. Right, who, starting who quarterback. Yeah, J.J. Watt, like, broke his tibia. Aaron Rodgers was injured for a little bit. Andrew Luck didn't play at all. Right. Who am I missing? Well, and the the Broncos have lost uh, Trevor Simeon. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's uh, some superstar and, power right, right there. Right, no, but he was the, <laughs> I guess he was their starting quarterback, right? Well, you had, uh, here's a superstar quarterback. Josh McCown broke his hand. Yep, you know, he's so. out for the season. <laughs> a lot of fantasy owners upset about that. Yeah. No, but that was crazy because... The offensive coordinator, John Morton, for the Jets, after he broke his hand, they sent in Bryce Petty. And at this time, they were, they were down 23-0 in the fourth quarter. Fourth, fourth quarter, there fourth was quarter. like 11 minutes left 11 to go. Minutes. And so here's the thing. I understand I, I, would not, I would not be against like teams doing this. You send in a young quarterback, and instead of you know trying to do a bunch of passing plays and getting him hurt, getting somebody else hurt, you kind of just – say, go in there and play it like it's a regular game, run the ball a little bit, maybe throw some passes. But then he comes and he out and he says, oh, you know, we didn't have a chance. We just basically ran up the white flag. I, I don't think as a coach you should ever say that. We gave up. Because right. I and think that's just a bad mentality to have. Now with 11 minutes left to go in the game, and honestly it's a three-score game at that point because you can get three touchdowns, which is not unheard of. We've seen – I mean, and he's – He's talking specifically about the offense, but we saw, uh, you know, it's been a good number of years ago, but the Bears come back from being down more than that to the Arizona Cardinals. And one of those scores was, uh, you know, Devin Hester running a punt back for a touchdown that came back to win. And so you're you're really just taking one phase of the game uh, because let's say they could have gotten a special teams touchdown. They could have got a defensive touchdown. All you need is one touchdown from your offense. And so I think with 11 minutes left in the game – too early and for me. He's saying that oh, we didn't have a chance against the Broncos. The Broncos suck this year. Their their quarterback is terrible too. Their defense is is still pretty good. It is. It's still a really solid team uh, defensively. But they're I think four and nine or something. Well, they just played Thursday night. Did they win or lose against Indy? They beat Indy. They beat Indy. So they're yeah, Brock Osweiler threw three touchdown passes oh, did he? or made three touchdowns. Think two well, passes yeah, and Simeon, a runner. Simeon got hurt last night, but so I just thought it was. I don't really care. And, and, that. and honestly, if you're a player, um, I can understand where you you recognize the odds are really tough against you. But to to not actually take a chance at working to win the game, I, I agree. I just think it's the wrong approach to the game. Well, see, this is what I'm saying. I don't mind if you because you lose your starting quarterback, who's Josh McCown, and you send in Bryce Petty. I don't mind the you know changing your play calling to try and protect your players and saying, well, 11 minutes, usually you'd just be throw, 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 hurry up offense. If you want to change your play calling, but don't come out and say, oh, we gave up, you know, 
I just, I right, just think right. that's, that's could, the part I don't like. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, I think not only saying it, but it reflects an attitude that you did give up where you can change your play calling to, to um, do the best for your players, but you still want to give them a chance to win. True. So, well, you mentioned Devin Hester, which is a perfect segue into the next thing. He, into the next uh, segment, which is he's retiring from football, which I was confused. I thought he had already retired. Who was he playing for? They said last year he played for... He played for Atlanta, right? Yeah, Baltimore and Seattle last oh, season. So two seasons ago, he played for Atlanta then. Yeah. He yeah, in for- 2014, he played for Atlanta. And he led the league still in with uh, 1,128 kickoff return yards. I, I just don't think that the with the current setup of kickoffs right. that hey, the kickoff has become an incredibly boring play in, in the NFL because I don't know what the percentage rule is. changes, yeah. Well, it just the vast majority of them are touchbacks. Well, yeah, because they moved up the kick and then they uh... right, and and then if you down it you come to the 25 right. versus oh, yeah, the 20 that's the one i was forgetting i was like yeah. there was another one what did i forget yeah <laughs> so, so almost it, no point the, the the payback for coming out is either the risk reward ratio is just really clear take it take a knee it's probably right. going to be the most effective thing you can do because you have to average coming back and honestly if it's only a few yards i think if you're not averaging a run back to the 30 which is going to be highly unlikely the way these kickers kick it's just not worth it. Just so, so you know, it just, I would, uh, you know, it just, I, all of that was to say, I don't think we will see a returner like Devin Hester again, unless they change the rules. Right. I mean, the fact that he, the, you know, the Super Bowl we played in, Tony Dungy said is one thing, if he was doing one thing over, don't kick to Devin Hester, takes the opening kickoff back for a touchdown. Right. You know, it's, yeah. Well, and I think, and it's not like kickoffs, which, were very hard but now it's because with punting that was always a really good because if you got you know punts can come from anywhere on the field so if you had a team backed up you might only have to run it back 50 yards to get a punt return touchdown but punters are getting so good and teams are actually really investing in getting a good punter with i saw this like 30 for 30 special on uh I, i forget his name but i think he's the ravens punter and he's got like all these patented kicks. He's like, but he, you know, he can huh. kick a knuckleball. He, I think it was, it's something Koch or Cook. Okay. K O C K. Forget his first name, but and so he can kick all these different kicks. And so now it's definitely changed from the old days of Ray Guy, who just would punt the thing 70, 80 yards in a straight, straight line, line, yeah, straight, you know, down the center of the field to these guys getting very technical with trying to kick you know, trying to kick the ball so it's harder to catch, that they can aim it more towards the sidelines. And I think they are just kicking it harder overall in general. Right. So. Yes, Sam Cook. Cook. is Cook. the Yeah. So I just, I think you're right. We'll just, I think returners, especially in terms of being like Deion Sanders or Devin Hester in terms of their skill set, you're right. I think that it'll. <laughs> Unless they're like, <laughs> Tariq Cohen and run 20 yards backwards <laughs> before they run it back for a touchdown. <laughs> Just yeah, to that, get... <laughs> that was crazy. R- run a, you get a, on the box score, it says a 61 yard punt return for a touchdown, but the little, uh, the, the little... tracker says he ran like what, 130 yards or something? Yeah, it was some unreal number. It was, it was just... like double yeah. the, the amount. 
I think, uh, you know, Devin Hester, he, you know, he started his career also as a defender, played some wide receiver, but if he goes into the Hall of Fame, it'll be as a, as a kick returner. I don't, I don't know. I, I probably wouldn't put him in the Hall of Fame because, well, I guess because they, the, they do special teamers, don't right, they? Right, so, yeah, I think he'll, that's he'll a more recent in, one. He'll go in as a special teamer then because. But yeah, he has to go, the, the hard part is he goes up against every type of player, you know, so it's not like, oh, we're, we're choosing one special teamer or one offense. One, it's, this is the pool of players who are eligible. He'll be among the pool of players right. eligible, which will make it tougher for him because, you know, he was extraordinary at what he did, but he was a special, special, and by that he had a speciality, right. a specialty that uh, limits the, the appeal when you're voting for a Hall of Fame player. I guess we'll see. Yep. We'll see. I, I I wouldn't be against him getting in because what has he got like twenty three return touchdowns? He's got the record for return touchdowns and combined punt return yeah. touchdowns and he so yeah he's combined uh, uh, he's finished his career with fourteen punt returns for touchdowns and five TDs on kick kickoff returns so a total of nineteen nineteen okay I don't know where I was getting twenty three from. And his number, yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. Well, something that you brought up and you thought was really cool was the the vending machine worker playing goalie for the St. Louis Blues hockey. Right, dressing for the uh, you know dressed. He didn't. Did he actually play? Um, No, no. He 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 was on the bench. Yeah, he did, and he got to take some shots during the warm up. Yeah, and you were surprised because you're like, oh, this is so crazy, and I didn't want to like ruin the moment you're having but i was like that's actually but, not but you that. did <laughs> <laughs> i was saying that's not actually that uncommon because even just as well as the season i i can't remember what team it was and i i don't feel like looking it up i, I want to say it was somewhere in california area i think it was like los angeles kings or somebody like that they had a tryout because what they wanted was exactly what this guy is he's the emergency goaltender and so what most teams will do when they're at their home stadium when they're at home they'll have their number one guy the number two guy on the bench and they'll actually have a third guy up in the stands and so how it works is you're you're good enough that you're not good enough that they'd ever put you in their system in the ahl or the echl but you're good enough that if their one guy gets hurt and their two guy gets hurt it's better than putting a random guy in pads. Correct. <laughs> that's basically... <laughs> or or not having pads for the random guy. <laughs> <laughs> so so that's what these guys are. So I, I think almost all teams have what they call an emergency goalie because you have your one, your two, and then if you have a third string goalie, you usually have him... He's playing in the AHL, so he wouldn't... Which is in a different city, so he wouldn't be around. And so there's been times where they have, I think... There's been times, I think the wild had a guy sit on the bench. I think the Blackhawks have had a guy sit on the bench. I I think maybe like Florida or Carolina have had a guy actually play. Well, it sounds like just the emergency goalie. He actually played. Okay. I, I can't remember. So it, well, it is he, actually pretty He didn't common. actually even get to sit on the bench, which oh, is no. kind of unfortunate. He, he participated in pregame warmups, and he watched from the dressing room in the first period of the Blues game against the Stars because they were waiting for the uh, – Ville Huso, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that, from AHL San Antonio to arrive. And he arrived, uh, you know, 10 minutes, or he arrived towards the end of the first period. So he was able to dress and, oh, five minutes left in the first period and dress and, 
and come out and sit on the bench. Okay. So <laughs> Stewart got to undress and was sent up to his regular seats to join his wife and mother for the rest of the game. <laughs> and he played, he's a vending machine guy. He got a call from the blues and they said he, he had finished his shift. He had finished working. So he's done a day's work at the vending machine company and he gets to play. He, and he, he hadn't even played division one. He was a played for the club team at St. Louis university. So I know club teams can still be very good, but obviously he's playing the role that you had described. Mm-hmm. And so, cause it's a very specific person that you have to have a, a, be good at playing goalie, but then you also have to be available. So you have Correct. to be a local who's willing to come to 41 hockey games a year. Yes. And so, I don't know. I wonder if they get paid. Do they just get season tickets or do they get a little, little bit of sounds cash? Like, I doubt they get paid. I think they're just getting the season tickets, which is probably enough. Yeah. I mean, well, you only need one. And then if they give you a few extras, you could always sell those, right? For every game or <laughs> I don't know. Or you sit there with your mom and your wife. <laughs> I, I guess. So it's not too uncommon that these guys. I wonder guys... if they had his name on his jersey. They gave him the number 98. <laughs> I doubt they had his name on the jersey. Well, I don't know. Maybe I think you'd have to. I don't think you can have a guy out there that doesn't have his name on his jersey. Really? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> That's a very interesting, I don't know the uniform well, rules for the NHL. And he didn't sit on the bench, so. Well, yeah, and so, because I think they probably didn't even there, put, I, th- I don't think they put his name on the jersey. I think mm-hmm. they just gave him the jersey. Mm-hmm. And interesting. Because I know if he had come out there, then they couldn't have had that other guy come out there, I don't think. Oh, right, because right. Because it's like, he's then... Then he's officially on the roster for the game. Yeah. Where if he sits in the locker there room. Was, I think we talked about it. Didn't we talk about the guy? I can't remember if we did or not. I saw there was a Sharks game, and this he was a young kid. It was going to be his debut game in the NHL, and the coach forgot to put him on the, the card, like the oh, roster wow. card, so that he, he couldn't play. They sent him back to the dressing room, and he was... That was it. Ouch. Did we not talk about no, that? No, we did not talk about this. Because <laughs> Joe Thornton was laughing so hard. I'm like, wow, you think you'd have a little compassion for this kid who comes out, skates warm up, sits on the bench, and then the refs come over and say, hey, you, you can't play. <laughs> Send him to the dressing room. And J- Jumbo Joe Thornton just thought it was hilarious. So, but yeah, poor kid. And then uh, what do we have left here? You were going you were to talk. I don't oh, know. Manny Pacquiao wants to fight Conor McGregor. I would say I think they that he just wants another paycheck. Saw the dollar signs clearly because he saw what they made when he when he fought. <laughs> He's uh, like, I'm a professional boxer and I fought Mayweather and I made less. <laughs> correct. <laughs> I don't. This one won't do as well because the problem is Pacquiao is not a big mouth like Mayweather or McGregor, so it's not the same. He's not undefeated. Yeah, so there's there's, no, there's there's a lot of it would be his fiftieth win. And the fact that McGregor's already lost to Mayweather, you know, the appeal is probably a quarter or less of what it would be with Mayweather. I know that for the last one, I said I wasn't going to buy it, but I'd probably go watch it. I did go watch it. I can say for this one, I would not buy it and I would not watch it. I might watch a recap, but I would not be excited about this one. Yeah, I think there's... A lot less appeal. I don't know. Is what is McGregor? Is McGregor just retired now? What is he doing? He. It's weird because people ask Dana White, and he's like, I don't. I don't know. He might come back and fight. He might uh, box again. Dana White's the head of the UFC. Okay. And Conor McGregor's under, uh, like contract with them, almost like being signed with a team. 
Okay. And that's why it was kind of hard for them to make the boxing match because anyways, so Dana White's like the spokes guy for UFC and he's like, yeah, he might come back, fight UFC. Maybe he'll box again or maybe he's done. It's like, he doesn't even know. So I, I know if I was in McGregor's shoes and I had a hundred mil, you know, minus taxes, minus whatever, whatever his actual paycheck is, I wouldn't come back and get punched in the face. No, especially when you hear all the the things and you see guys who've been in your career, uh, what what that does for the lifetime of their career. So just here's the thing that draws them back is they tend not to manage their money well Mm -hmm. and they burn through it and they need to come back for the money. Yeah. So we'll see. I mean, if he does come back, I think he'd come back as UFC because that's where he made his career. Right. And It'll stink for him because it'll be a lot lower paycheck, and he obviously wants more into the business. He wants a percentage of ownership or something, yada, yada, yada. But uh, to be honest, I'd love to see him manage his money correctly and never get hit in the face again professionally. Agreed. <laughs> he, yeah. can, he can maybe fight on his own time, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe just uh, do the route of some others like uh, Bruce Lee or, or Chuck. You saying Chuck going North. into acting? Yes, exactly. <laughs> just fake punch people now. Yeah, just yeah, just fight in movies. There you go. Well, I think that's all we have uh, for this week, right? I'll just double check, but I think you are correct. Yep, that's all we had. All right, we'll wrap this up. Thanks for listening. <laughs>